0: From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership, here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tupper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you'll listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to at the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local, mediocre internet show. I am sitting here. Sitting over there, making a sound good, celebrating his 64th birthday today. Happy birthday to Jeff Daniels. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. He was hairy and Dumb and Dumber. That's true. He was also in The Squid and the Whale. Yes. Um, what else was he in? He stole an Emmy from John
1: Ham and uh, Brian Cranston. Yes, he did. <laughs> for the newsroom. For the newsroom. Which, which is they're thinking
2: show. about bringing back
0: and uh, asked for it. So I got to tell you, okay, uh, I have God. some
2: before we do. Yes. First four through the door. Oh. Ruben Rios, Brent Holman, Terry Adams, Oh, Mixel Romero. Good job, guys.
0: Um, Terry, with the upset. Yeah. The I overall think I like Aaron Sorkin. Like overall, mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. we're mm-hmm. talking about fifty-five forty-five. Like.
1: Mm. I'll tell you one thing.
0: I like the whatever presidential West. candidate can stop the
1: news from coming back.
0: Got my <laughs> wrote, yeah. sitting yeah. to my right the Manny machado to my 300 million dollars our west african <laughs> prince you got 300 million dollars can we have some yeah, i mean look going to san diego man. here's the underrated <laughs> thing. if if as we we're basically a breaking baseball news show yes now <laughs> uh, if you didn't know Manny machado just got 300 million dollars from the san diego padres to play for 10 years um which is great money teach your kids to play baseball um but here's the underrated thing about that. Obviously, there's like, it's not an original thought to say, oh man, he has to go live in San Diego, which has such great weather and it's by the beach and stuff like that. Man, yeah. You know, that, that's, that's so amazing. Here's the underrated thing about San Diego. And I don't know if this is something you guys are into. San Diego is an elite beer town. Elite hmm. beer town, lot of lot of micro breweries. You've told me
2: this, and I have no way of verifying it. Yeah. But I'm excited to find out whenever I do.
0: It is an excellent, excellent
1: beer town. And okay. so, if you're Manny Machado, well, if you're Padres fans, you're not a fan of that idea of Manny Machado. Just loving the fact that it's a beer town. Whatever, <laughs> who cares? I would, abs- I
0: would, th- I will just say you're this. Not Let try- me- that's not what you're pitching him on. <laughs> Let me speak directly into the camera and speak. All. I think on oh, behalf of okay. all of us. On behalf of all of us. Hello. If someone would like to give us $300 million. We'll split oh, it. Sure. Just one $300 million contract for sure. all three of us. Sure. Yeah. We'll split it. Yeah, if you to, like
2: this show that much. To
0: live in San Diego. Yeah.
2: And we're do, and we're there. And do Texas football today. And do Texas
0: football yeah. today from Patreon San Diego. Com slash TFT. We are there. <laughs> We do need to start I'm like, gonna keep pitching that. We need to, so start, like, we need to start like a joke Patreon and like donate all that money to charity or something sure. like that. There's just one tier, it's just three hundred million dollars. <laughs> all we need is one benefactor. <laughs> just takes one. Today is Tuesday, February nineteenth, rather. Nineteenth. I have that written down wrong. Nineteenth, uh, 2019, 282 days till Thanksgiving. Episode seven eleven. Seven eleven, Bruce Hurst's ERA in his Leicester's Texas Rangers career. Eight starts in nineteen ninety four, his final eight games. That Maximilian. Yes. Is a one-time all-star with the uh, Boston Red Sox in 1987. This is true. How about that, Bruce? This is true. On today's show, guys, we are going to continue a pair of our series. We're going to do our uh, Texas high school football regional recaps. We're going to be out way out west in the Permian Basin, talking about the best out there in uh, greater Medessa, if you will. Then, back half of the show, we're going to continue our series of college football postmortems. mortems are going to take a look at the Texas Tech Red Raiders, see what went right, what went wrong, and what is ahead for uh, the boys in red and black. We'll get into that coming up here in just a little bit. Let's start, though, in high school football. First and foremost, um, if you haven't been on Twitter today, I would like to pat myself oh, on the back. Here oh, here we go. Go. So, Matt Stepp right. is in Canada. Uh, here and as a result, uh, the man is slacking, obviously. The backup insider. Uh, is yeah. Here. Guys, uh, <laughs> I just want to say that. Uh, I may have broken some high school football coaching news on oh. Twitter. today. If y'all, oh, if y'all could have
1: seen Tepper's face when he <laughs> broke the news. He's it like, I looked I th- like
0: this. He's like, I think I just broke news. I think I did it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Guys. I, like what's funny. So if Jared Fikach, our uh, built by nature. Um, coach of the year. Our I coach I inspirational coach. Yeah, coach, I coach yeah. Our yeah. I coach inspirational coach of the year the uh, from rip. San Saba 2A um, is, is going to get the job. Uh, Pending board approval at uh, Georgetown Eastview, uh, so I got a tip on it and I followed up with Coach and he said, "Yep, I just told my kids you're welcome to report it." And so I did. Is this how Step feels all the time? <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> I want to do this a lot, but uh, oh. but I but I'm so lazy. Just tell, tell tell Step to throw you some some scraps every once in a yeah, while. Yeah, really. Give me some like you know. Some of these, some of these uh, coaching changes that are that are you know more minor. Let yeah. me know, and I'll, I'll I'm happy to pick up the slack. So in any case, that was awesome, and I want to feel like that more. Yeah, so I'm coming for you, step.
1: By the way, Eastview, looking forward to it.
0: Yes, that's we were talking about that. That's um, it, it's an interesting move for for Jared Fickoch, uh, a guy who obviously uh, jumped onto the statewide radar in a big, big way with what he did with Cincinnati this year, going from three and seven in his first year to fourteen and one in his second year, um, getting that five A job, head mm-hmm. coach and campus coordinator um it's gonna be interesting that's a that's a program that is better than you think mm-hmm. they're in and if they we were talking we were look kind of looking at the numbers and you were talking about how if they stay in division two yeah five the division two that's a super winnable it's a
1: lot of new schools a yeah. lot of other schools with the similar mold of mm-hmm. oh they're just getting started you know mm-hmm.
0: Glen, uh weiss those kind of schools yeah things like that so it's Gosh. an interesting move uh, for jared fikach broken by me. Oh Wow. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, let's go, no, not that. let's
0: get into our regional recaps. Our Texas high school football regional recaps. We are now uh, way out west in the Permian Basin, talking uh, Permian Basin high school football. This is a uh, a lot of six man out here. There's only, in fact, there's only 1911 man schools that we consider in the Permian Basin. Uh, so a lot of six man. We're going to talk here, but uh, overall, when you take a look at the Permian Basin, uh, people are going to judge. Um, the Permian Basin basically based on uh, Permian and Lee, or really what happens in the Little Southwest Conference, essentially. Uh, well, neither of those teams were the talk of the Little Southwest Conference. That ended up being Amarillo Tascosa, who made a run to the state semifinals. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, overall, it was, you know, they, they all finished with the same district record. They just got bouncing the area around. Um, and then the other thing that I would say is a little bit interesting um, is that you kind of had this this. Normally, you have one or two teams, uh, from an 11-man perspective, take a leap up and, and kind of get into that 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 tier where they're competing at the at, contending at the small school level, and it just kind of didn't happen all that much. Ira Ann had a bit of a down year, um, although it was resurgent from the year before. Uh, McCamy made a nice run in the playoffs. Wink was in the mix. Midland Greenwood had a nice year, uh, but overall, you didn't have that kind of breakout star. Uh, at the 11-man level. in uh, six-man, uh, kind of the, the traditional strength out there. Uh, Garden City was great. Balmoray was great. Uh, Grand Falls Royalty was very solid. Uh, Bal- uh, Borden County uh, was very good. I would even uh, lump in a team like Rankin, who had, a, who had a nice year out there with the Red Devils. Uh, Sanderson had a resurgent year uh, as well. And so, in a lot of ways, um, when you go out to Far West Texas, it kind of depends on what your measuring stick is. If your measuring stick is, how did Permian and Lee do? Eh, you know, fine. And okay. And mm-hmm. you know that there I would say that Permian fans would probably consider this year to be a mild disappointment, but a lot of it's because a lot of their key players got hurt. Uh, but, you know, in you know, I don't know. I I think that if you, if you kind of look at the the Permian Basin, this is about an average year for them uh, when you kind of take a look kind of in sum. Uh, let's start with um Regional team of the year. Uh, it's it's got to be down in six men. I think it's Garden City. Garden City had a really, you know, Garden City entered the year with, with big expectations and a team that uh, we expected to make a deep run and, and made a run all the way to the state semifinals. Nothing to turn your nose up at that. They end up losing to McLean, eventual state champion, um, in, nothing in to, there. And nothing to be ashamed of. exactly. And so overall, I would say that when you look at when you look at what Garden City was able to put to, put together, they were probably pound for pound the best team in in the Permian Basin. Uh, with apologies to. Balmaray, with apologies to Borden County with apologies to probably Midland Lee and Odessa uh, at the 11-man level. So my pick for uh, my pick for team of the year is uh, Garden City. Uh, I think that the uh, uh, the Bearcats put together a really solid year. Not surprising necessarily. Uh, the original surprise of the year. How about the crane, golden cranes? Crane, golden cranes. Crane, golden cranes. Um, sometimes God gives you this beautiful gift, and you just say, "Okay, thanks." <laughs> um, this was a crane team that we did not think much of uh, coming into the season. Uh, a team that uh, we didn't think was going to be able to put together much. Part of it is because they were four and seven in six in seventeen, and three and eight in sixteen, uh, and three and eight in 2015, and four and seven in 2014. Uh, the last really good year for them was back in 2013 when they went 10 and two. Well, this was a really nice step forward uh, for the cranes. They go eight and four. Uh, they win a playoff game. Uh, they, go, uh, they, they end up losing the second round to Tulia, but uh, they ran through their district. Uh, you know uh, It was only a four-team district, but they won it. They, they swept Alpine, Reagan County, uh, and Anthony. Uh, they were able to put together, I think, a really resurgent year there for the Golden Cranes. And I think that uh, what Coach Steve Rodman was able to put together there for, for Crane is certainly w- uh, worthy of being recognized. A uh, great year for Crane. They're my regional surprise of the year. Original Coach of the Year. Back Midland, going back to the going back to the Little Southwest Conference, let's talk about Clint Hartman at um, at Midland Lee. Um, Clint Hartman was excellent uh, awesome for, for this st- team. Yeah. It was a awesome, really really inf- yep. uh, you know fantastic year for Midland Lee this year. And um, you know look, that's a that's a tough job. I think a tougher job than people realize because there are such expectations there. And beyond that, you know first of all they started off the year going to Smithson Valley and beating Smithson Valley yeah. on the road, uh, which was impressive. Um, but for me and by the way they also went to San Benito remember that yeah
2: also it's easy to forget like how not great they were doing before he showed up oh yeah general. for sure like he has done a great job. I mean, he's, he's th- such
0: a
1: i mean that's what he did at East Central before mm-hmm, that you yeah. know he's such a builder he's such a somebody who can sustain a program and winning in tough situations is something that he's kind of used to
0: yeah exactly and and you no you're exactly right before he showed up i mean this was a team that was that was kind of looking for um, a jolt. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, the other thing that I think is interesting about that job is that you're kind of judged based on the result of one game. Yeah. (laughs) Like beat Permian. That's the name of the game. You got to beat Permian. And, and he did it this year and, and and you saw, we had an interview with him um, after, after that game. After the Permian League game, and you could tell how fired up he was. You could tell how much that meant to him, and to get into the playoffs to to win a share of that district championship, um, and uh, and overall to um you know to, to really to get into the second round of the playoffs they they went they had to go to El Paso Americas and they beat them badly uh, and then ended up losing to what was an undefeated Hallsom team. I think that that overall what Clint Hartman was able to do at Midland Lee was really impressive. Uh, and then let's talk about uh Player of the Year. I think it's probably gotta be Peyton Pell. Yeah. I don't yeah, think there's I think numbers. that I think there's we would be kind of stretching and kind of looking for other ways out. We'd be looking for reasons not to get Exactly to right. <laughs> if you want if you want to do that. Yeah. Uh that that is to me, um I think he's the obvious choice. Um it, there and and so I would say that uh that, that is a, a guy who, who put together a fantastic year for them, obviously the Texas signee, and a guy who ended up um Kind of getting injured down the stretch, and I think that when he went down, oh, was uh, he Texas? or Was he Baylor?
2: Texas. He's Baylor. Baylor. He?
0: It's Baylor. Yeah. I thought he was Baylor. I think he's Baylor. Baylor. He yeah. he was a commit for the longest time. Thank you. That's okay. it. Let me see. I'm, um, no, I'm pretty sure. No, I think no, you're right. No, yeah, no, that's yeah, right. Baylor. we were talking about that. Um, but no, the, the Baylor commit. But this guy, by Baylor Signe, rather, this is a guy who who really kind of gave this spark to an offense. We thought that this team was going to be pretty good when they had Ed Williams. Mm. When they added Peyton Powell to the mix, we thought, okay, this team has a chance to make a to really get over the. Th- the top, and and he was really spectacular this year, was Peyton Powell out there for Odessa Permian, so he's my regional player of the year. So, now, you start looking forward. And, again, kind of going back to the top of it, it kind of depends on how you measure these uh, the the strength of the region. Now, for example, Midland Lee and Odessa Permian, they're losing a lot. They're going to lose a lot of their firepower, a lot of their key players uh, from this year, but if you, I also think that whereas that that kind of lower tier, kind of the 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 non-Hollywood tier, let's sure. put it that way, right? The non-Hollywood tier. When you get into the Greenwood's and you get into the Ira Anns and the Winks and the McCamies and and, and and the Andrews's and and the Seminoles, I think that those are teams that could kind of take that step forward. And so again, it kind of measure. It will always be a, a six-man hotbed. You know, death taxes and Garden City, Balmoray, Borden County, Grand Falls Royalty. You know, Buena Vista, I think, had a year that they would be considered to be disappointing. I expect them to be back. Um, for me, the six mans part is, is, is kind of what it is. They're going to be, it's going to be a hotbed for six man football. For 11 man, I would expect that kind of non Hollywood tier to take that step forward and maybe fill up the gaps left by what may be step back years for Lee and Permian. Um, and you know who knows? Maybe Odessa continues. You know, continues putting it together. Uh, they had a surprising year. You know, maybe Midland gets it gets it back out, gets it back rolling again. Uh, a lot to watch out there. Uh, but for me, I would expect those teams to kind of take a step uh, to that kind of non-Hollywood tier. Let's call it to take a step forward uh, in 2019. That's kind of my overall thought. All right. We are Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at TCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com, slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells, and of course see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to check out TexasFootball.com to become a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider. Uh you're probably wondering why you would want to do that. Let me tell you. Um You get two magazines and a year's worth of exclusive online content on the site at texasfootball.com. And let's just throw it out there. If you want to get your 2019 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football before it hits shelves, you have to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. That's just the name of the game. Mm -hmm. I think it's a great value. I think you get a lot of great stuff from it that is besides that. But if that's all you care about, and I recognize that there is a certain segment of the population who only cares about that, this is the way to do it. TexasFootball.com slash Insider to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. You also get other fun stuff like uh, Insider stuff on the site, and you get a recruiting edition of the magazine and all that good stuff. All for the low, low price of 1995 for the first year. 1995 makes a great gift as well. Texasfootball.com/slash/insider to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Okay, let's continue our series of college football postmortems. We are now going to stay out west, but we're going to go from the Permian Basin up to the South Plains. Let's just uh, we're matriculating up up the map. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Um, a five and seven season. Uh, I would say a disappointing season. I I will say this. How much? How much? They're so better much than change. their record. I was indicates. about to say
1: so much changes if Alan Bowman just
0: doesn't right. get hurt. This is a team that I firmly believe is better than five and seven. Yeah. That they lose Alan Bowman, they they are playing quarterback carousel all year long. Um, it seems like even if just they had stuck with one guy, I don't yeah. care who it is, someone, you know, someone if, if they had just been it. able to to, to to stick with one guy, then I think they would have been able to to maybe save Cliff Kingsbury's job. Probably, I will I will say. I think this team was better than their record indicated, and that in a lot of ways they were kind of unlucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll kind of get it. We'll kind of get into that. Uh, but this is a team that, uh, for example, let me give you a, a reason why a case for Texas Tech being unlucky in 2019. <sighs> Let's see. According to S and P Plus, their expected turnover margin was yeah. plus three on the year. Okay, plus three. Mm-hmm. Their actual turnover margin was minus four. Jeez. <sighs> okay, that is unlucky yeah, that's, that's, un- just luck- no, that's, that's just, just yeah, unlucky that's just bad luck. plain and simple that's unlucky the they, numbers
1: say you should be forcing a lot more turnovers and reality is oh
0: the just fumbles aren't going your way fumbles or are something exactly yeah. right things like that so i will say that if you are a texas tech fan i think you're going to look at 2018 as um Obviously, the swan song for mm. um, for Cliff Kingsbury, but also a lot of what could have been because mm-hmm. it feels like they were in a lot of games they probably could have won. We'll get into that in a moment. Let's talk about first what went right. Um, the offense when Alan Bowman was in there and really the offense overall. Offense was really, really solid. Yeah. Um, 22nd in the nation in, um, in S&P Plus offensively. Uh, and obviously, hey, surprise, surprise. Uh, this was a team that was very efficient passing the ball. Uh, this is a team that uh, that was uh, actually pretty efficient on 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 both standard downs and passing downs, uh, a, a team that protected the quarterback pretty well. Mm-hmm. Pretty much everything having to do with the offense uh, was pretty solid. And by the way, the rushing defense was not bad. The rushing defense was pretty solid as well. That was kind of the thing was like, we
1: saw we looked at the tech defense. We're like, oh, it's an. In-
0: Average, an slightly average defense, below average
1: defense which yes. is for Tech, has been a godsend. <laughs> at least for part of it, rushing, sure. running the ball. Sure. They, were, they sure. were pretty good. Yeah. So
0: overall, you know, you look at this. This is a team that that um, that from an offensive perspective, a lot went right, and a lot of a lot of their struggles when they did have them could be put on injuries mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. And they were pretty unlucky in that regard. But this is a team that uh, was pretty efficient all year long, passing the ball, and and you know. It, it wasn't that it wasn't a top 10 offense. Um, I don't know even if Alan Bowman stays healthy if they're a top 10 offense, Fair, but they're probably pretty darn good and even yeah. better if he stays healthy. The other thing about them that is super underrated. This was maybe the best special teams team in the state. Hmm. Um, their kicker, Clayton Hatfield was very, very good. Very consistent. Uh, their punter, uh, Dominic P- P- Pana- Panazzolo, uh, I've never said his name out loud. Actually, uh, he was excellent. <laughs> Um and uh the return game was pretty good. This was, if you believe in these types of things, this is the sixth best team special teams wise in the nation. Hmm. This is a really good special teams team. Uh and so in a lot of ways there were a lot of positives from this Texas tech team. So now let's talk about what went wrong. Well, there's twofold. First and foremost, the the defense and especially against the pass was just Bad. Yeah. bad. B-A-D bad. Uh, it's just not good. Um, and, and it was the kind of thing where they gave up a lot of completions, um, or rather they, they gave up uh, efficiency and they also gave up explosiveness. That is that is bad news. They didn't get to the quarterback enough. They didn't force turnovers enough. They were just pretty bad defensively. They were not as bad as they used to be, but they were still not good enough. Sure. So that's kind of the statistical part of it. But the other part of it is that... Um, they pretty much sucked in close games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So,
1: especially towards the end, it always seemed like uh, when Alan Bowman went out, it always it always seemed like okay, Jed Duff is going to do something so really they lose, dumb. They lose, <laughs> to, they lose. Yeah,
0: they lose to West Virginia by eight. Yeah. Okay, they lose to West Virginia. We can argue right now. The post game win expectancy from S and Plus says that that was a twenty one percent win expectancy. Sure. They win that one out of five. Okay, sure. that's a loss. Um, they did beat TCU mm-hmm. in a close game. Uh, they lost to Iowa State in a game they probably should have won. Max? Mm-hmm. Did you watch any of that
2: game? Iowa State deserves to win every game they win.
0: Um, Look at this guy. They lose to <laughs> Oklahoma guy. 51-46, and if they can find one stop, they win that game. They lose to Texas in a game that their post-game win expectancy was 80%. Oof. They should have beat Texas, yeah. plain and Oof. simple. Oof. Yeah. Uh, they lose to Kansas State in a game where their offense just doesn't show up. Mm-hmm. They lose 21-6. to and then they lose to Baylor. And at that point, you know, it's 35-24, probably a little bit closer than it indicated, but at the same time, they just couldn't get anything going offensively. And so down the stretch especially, remember, this was a team that was 5-2. and two. This was 5-2 and two after beating Kansas, and you go, okay, well, hey, things are going okay. Maybe yeah. all they need is one more win to get to a bowl game. Right. One more win. One more, guys. And they, and they lose their final five. Yeah. Albeit, you know, but the, the one that stings really and truly, the two that sting, you should have beaten, or the th- really the three. You should have beaten Iowa State. Mm-hmm. although it's on the road. Yeah. You should definitely should have beaten Kansas State, and you probably should have beaten Baylor. The bottom line was they were not good. At, they were not good at, in close games, and they were not. They did not win the games they probably should have. And that's what ended up kept costing Cliff.
2: Mezial has time. a good question actually. Before mm-hmm. we move into MVPs, about if you look at that schedule last year and the wins, mm-hmm. right? Is there a game there that tells you who you think Tech really was? Like the good Tech that got lost?
0: Yeah. At Oklahoma State, yeah, yeah. forty-one yeah. seventeen. They went and they wrecked them. They wrecked them. <laughs> I mean, they went on the road and they throttled them and they left no doubt. Yeah, and that was that was Tech at its at its best.
1: I think be kind of that was kind of one of the games that one in Houston were kind of the games yeah.
0: where you looked at Alan Bowman. You're like, oh, they yeah. got something here. Yeah, they yeah. got something. Like, oh, here. This exactly. Is, yeah. you know Th- that stretch, Houston and Oklahoma State. Uh, those two, where they kind of go out, they lose the opener to Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. You know, we end up not it knowing how good Ole Miss really bad. Yeah, it ends up being a bad loss. Yeah. Uh, they then they drub Lamar, okay, but then they, those back to back wins, Houston and at Oklahoma State, and then I would even say giving West Virginia the run that they did. I was about to say West Virginia. We thought, okay, that's a sleeper, maybe yeah. playoff
1: team that we we're not talking about. Y- you know, and
0: even after that, I was looking at them, and even at three and two, I'm like, man, I think this team's better than they, than their record indicates at that moment. So. But then the injury started mounting up, and it, it all went terribly, terribly wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Offensive MVP, and this is tough because Alan Bowman was their best player, but Alan Bowman uh, was also uh, super hurt. By <laughs> and by and we're not talking like nicked up. No. You know? We're talking like collapsed lung.
1: <laughs> so Quite I'm gonna literally. give it, I'm
0: gonna give it to Antoine Wesley. Okay. Leading okay. receiver, like eighty-eight catches, mm-hmm. fourteen hundred and ten yards, nine touchdowns. Um, he was he had, they had targeted him hundred and thirty-one times. He was their go-to guy, uh, and he had the big-play ability. I would say Antoine Wesley's the offensive MVP, if only because he was able to stay on the field. Sure. Asterisk there with um, obviously um, Alan oh, Bowman, but I would say that Antoine Wesley's the offensive MVP. The defensive MVP is tougher. Uh, is it? Is it? What do you think? You think it's Jordan Brooks? I thought it was Dakota Allen, man. You think it's Dakota Allen? I think it's Dakota Allen. So Dakota, Dakota Allen was very good. Um, Dakota Allen, you could say, stepped up in a big way. Did not leave the team in tackles. I know. Yeah, that's He's, true. I, I think he was nicked up a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll say this. It has to be someone from the linebacker core. Right. Which is funny because a couple of years ago, remember, we were talking about how that was the huge problem for them they had no linebackers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can make an argument that their three most valuable players were, in some order, Jordan Brooks, Rico Jeffers, and Dakota Allen. Yeah. Um, we'll give it to the linebacker core. All the linebackers, position defensive, yeah, the whole go. positional uh, thing. Um, with a uh, with an honorable mention to Vontae Dorsey, who led the team in intercept. No, actually, um, Aiden, Adrian Fry had five interceptions. Oh, look at that, thirteen passes. The hell. To <laughs> 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 okay. Um, so, what's ahead? Uh, not sure if you heard. Texas Tech uh, oh. is a new <laughs> coach. He's is in Arizona right now. <laughs> uh, Cliff Kingsbury uh, got uh, promoted to the Arizona Car- Cardinals. And um, they brought in Matt Wells. Matt Wells is the fo- uh, was the coach at Utah State. Uh, Matt Wells uh, did a really terrific job at Utah State. Uh, you get the feeling now that Tech fans are starting to come around on this being a good hire. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they need a little bit of convincing because Matt Wells is... Uh, Apologies to you, Coach Wells. Not a sexy name. Right. It's not. Dana Dana Holgerson. Dana Holgerson's a splash name. Yeah. Jake Spavitol for Texas State is a splash name. Matt Wells is probably not. Right. But Matt Wells is a really good football coach. We're going to find out exactly what they look like. I'm super intrigued, but with what they look like, I will say that a lot of their key defensive players, yes, they're losing Dakota Allen, but. And they're losing Josh On Johnson. But they mm-hmm. bring back Jordan Brooks. They bring back Rico Jeffers. They bring back DeMarcus Fields. Uh, you know, they bring back Broderick Washington Jr. I think that they bring back a, a, a couple of key pieces defensively. And then there's the offense. And look, you know, let's just, let's see how healthy the quarterbacks are. Yeah, Because if Alan Bowman's healthy, we feel like they've got their guy.
1: Mm-hmm. And like, yes, they're moving away from the air raid, right? That is what kind of this hire signifies is them at least... At least being that wedded to that specific philosophy of offense, you know, five wide, whatever, air it out completely. Matt Wells isn't, they're not going ground and pound. Right. Right, Matt Wells, Utah State ran a spread. Right, he's bringing in David Yost. Mm-hmm. He's bringing in the guy who knows quarterbacks, who knows the modern aspects of the game to where it's not going to be a complete 180, mm-hmm. but they are dialing it back slightly just because they do want to, for whatever reason, right, we, we kind of grown accustomed to Tech kind of embracing that role, mm-hmm. but... For whatever reason, they want to go away from that. They got a guy who's known to, you know, build something different. Yes. And that's what they want to do. Alan Bohm, If they have talent at quarterback, they're not going to waste him. Right. We Correct. Somebody like Matt Wells isn't going to waste
0: but, him. Somebody like David Yost isn't going to waste that talent. But they they also got to find a better running game. Because sure. one thing we didn't talk about is that this team did not run the ball particularly well. Yeah. And that's something that uh, Cliff Kingsbury actually
1: did pretty well for yeah. a guy who's an air raid yes. f- guy. Yeah. He, ran the, he usually ran the ball pretty successfully. But, like, for
0: example, do you know who their leading rusher was? Jet Duffy? Jet Duffy. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Um yeah. now they bring back Tazon Henry and they bring back Daleon Ward. Mm-hmm. And those are going to be guys that I think you're going to see more and more of. Yeah. I would expect, you know, they need to run the ball to get that offense to to what Matt Wells wants to do. So what you're saying be. is Jet Duffy running back. I'm saying Jeff <laughs> Duffy running back. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying.
2: I don't know if you guys we fixed tech. Yeah, right. We, fixed, we did it. Jacob John makes a great point too. Uh, after the first two games in 19, that schedule gets dicey. They got to go to Arizona, mm-hmm. to Oklahoma. They're home against Oklahoma State. They go to Baylor and then they host Iowa State after those first two games. Yeah. Whew.
0: To me, if you're looking, if you're taking early look at their record, uh, they might need a year. Um, they might need a year. They got to beat Montana. They're going to beat Montana State. And they're going to beat UTEP. Um, man, maybe I'll go to that UTEP game. Seems like fun. Does anyway, <laughs> okay. It? I like football. In okay. Texas. Yeah. Okay. Um, yep. Sure. The man. the the key game for them is Arizona. Yeah. You got to be three and You got to go to Arizona and win that game. Uh, if you do that, because as you mentioned, Ooh, that October. Uh, yeah. I mean September and October. You're going at 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 Oklahoma home to uh, Oklahoma State and then at Baylor and then home to Iowa State. Mm. Um, you got you know you got to think. We're hoping to split those, yeah. right? Yeah. you got to think we're hoping to split those. Take five and games. five and two is a, lot, is a lot better. It seems a lot better than four and three if you're splitting those. That gives you a little bit of wiggle room. Yeah. So I think you're right. That, that, that early part of that schedule, I think that the early turn game is that final non-conference game uh, at Arizona. So that is your Texas Tech post-mortem, Reckham Tech. <laughs> and now we go to Max Thompson of America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts.
2: Lots of final thoughts today. Uh, first off, Terry said that I am the long lost blonde uh, triplet of the Property Brothers and I am offended by mm. those giant pretty boys and uh, I'm just I'm hurt. You know I'm what I'm too shocked and I'm too hurt.
0: You are uh, see, here's uh, the thing. I think that uh, there's like I definitely see the resemblance, but here's What? I oh, here we oh I do I see the resemblance. What? But here's Let's the see. difference. Here's the difference. Mm. You are not a mayonnaise sandwich. Uh. <laughs>
2: I'm just. I am <laughs> crushed by all of this.
0: You are a lot more interesting out than a mayonnaise sandwich, Ugh. which is what they are.
2: They are just the I'm worst. Just, I'm, I'm they're just the worst.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Ugh. Uh. Ugh. Looks and looks personality. That's even worse. I think they are known. That's what she just I said.
0: I think they are known as handsome. I think they're like uh, wi- like widely regarded as sure. handsome. Sure, they're handsome just men. Giant. Now they suck. Pretty,
2: they're pretty boys. I just hate that. I hate being compared to a pretty boy. That Quit hurts. Quit quaffing
0: your hair, then. That it's the only different.
2: way. The only way it looks good. <laughs> okay. Says the guy who started
0: quaffing his hair. Yeah. <laughs> uh. You know why? Because I got to host an internet show. Uh, this is this is. I'm
1: just gonna set this one out.
2: Oh, uh, this is the worst. This is the unhappiest. I, this hair. is no, the unhappiest I've up. been not. at during a show. Terry is crushing my soul. <laughs> uh, since this episode, 7-Eleven wants to know: Do we get free T.F.T. slurpees?
1: Oh yeah, Ooh. they they cost about 99 cents, and they're at your. Local that's not
2: free. 11. That's not free.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know,
2: Brent Holman says 300 million dollars just to, to miss someone. the playoffs, huh? <sighs> <sighs> yeah, that's look, fair man, enough. look, man.
0: Look, man. Again, enough. 300 million dollars to live in San Diego is the way to think about it. Yeah, hey, and blame baseball's is. terrible. Yeah contract situations that's,
1: that's not great brent homan oh,
2: also I'm says sorry, hey hey capitalism. y'all say a prayer for me i have a huge sponsorship opportunity after working at cabela's this past weekend see if we had shown up sponsors would have would have dove away from you yeah so you should be true. thankful we so weren't there uh and he does says it could put him on the road again a lot that might be good too because i think you have an unhealthy addiction to this show
0: well you're <laughs> welcome then is what i'm saying yeah, yeah. um yeah. is that it
2: we will take our checks the royalties in the mail hell no that's not it no uh jacob john once says uh tft uh from san diego we'll have to talk about tory pines helix saint augustine and san marcus
0: i know what half those Mm. things are yeah
2: right uh and then this is uh specifically for also jacob john says at least she's not comparing you to ty pennington as his long lost cousin which is fair i'll take that buddy thank you still hurt still hurt Mm. ed McElroy tepper Mm-hmm. In looking over the program rankings, there were at mm-hmm. least eight schools with ties on their record. How could this happen with the current rules, and when was the last time that happened?
0: Yes, so there were ties back in 2014, and I think what happened is that those were non... Don't hold me to this, because I would need to dive in, because I, I realize that. Um, there were... These were non-district games mm-hmm. that were... Um, I, I don't know if they were tied or they just didn't get past halftime or something like okay. that. And the coaches just said, let's just call it or something mm-hmm. like yeah. that. Okay. There's something along those lines. I would need to dive into out of
2: thousands of games you might end up with eight ties. Uh, right. Yeah, there's right.
0: a couple okay. there's a couple that that more happened. than that, and yeah. again, this is back in like twenty fourteen. So there's a they're about to cycle out. out. We haven't mm-hmm. had a tie in a few years. Uh so yes, that is the that is my woefully underwhelming answer.
2: That is exciting, but now we know. Mm-hmm. That's it.
0: Okay, now we're done? Now we're done. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your you day with go us. Throw it's a toaster in the bathtub. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash campbells. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com for the lost property brother. And Ishmael Johnson, I'm Greg Tupper, Vince Young. Please can get your play of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. <laughs>